Welcome to the Coach Bo Show. My name is Brian O'Connor, Coach Bo, and uh, this is the maiden voyage of the Coach Bo Show. Coach Bo knows, and uh, I'm starting out today, just kind of get a little idea of what we're trying to do here. And we're going to present a little podcast to you, something to have some fun with. What we're doing is every Monday, I'm going to do a quick little interview, 30, 40 minutes, hopefully, with people who are here to help inspire, uh, people to help motivate, just people who are just people I know in my life or come across, and people who are helped me or have helped other people. And what our whole goal is, is to help inspire you. Hopefully you learn a little something and hopefully maybe you will have a little community of folks here who uh, get to help each other. Uh, I'm here with Tyler Jones today. Tyler is the, uh, the founding partner of Studio Soapbox and has a kind of a, been the guy who helped me get this thing started. Uh, for those of you who know Tyler, he has had the Jones Report for uh, 10 years. has been gracious enough to have me on for the past year, year and a half now, uh, doing football, talking football and having some fun with them. And this is kind of the, um, how do you want to call this, Tyler? The, the spinoff. The spinoff, yeah. So I am the Fraser to your cheers. Um, and, and and we're going to have some fun here. This is going to be, uh, we're not going to be too serious. You know, again, the interviews each week are going to be fun. Uh, we'll do, I'll come on, talk a few minutes about kind of what's going on in life and sports and just that kind of thing. And then, We'll do a quick interview. We'll have some fun with that. And then each week, I'm going to, at the end of the interview, I'm going to talk a little bit about what did I learn? And hopefully some of those lessons of going to be going forward to everybody else and for listeners as well. I'm making a lot of fun. What do you think so far, Tyler? Bo, I love it. Uh, I know that I'm about, you know, half your age, but I feel like the proud parent almost, you know, in, <laughs> in, in this circumstance. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for you to get this thing going and, to think that you and I met, gosh, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Coaching high school football and just stayed in touch ever since and always enjoyed chatting with you beyond just football, but life itself and and uh, picking your brain on all sorts of different things. And, and uh, you know, that turned into a real friendship. And now, you know, we've been working together for uh, you know a period of time now, and it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast and also on my radio show and such from time to time too. And, and, uh, you know, I moved to Omaha back in January working with a uh, great television's new, uh, national news network, local news live, I'll leave it Lawrence, but, uh, you know, we're, we're still finding ways to connect and do stuff like this. And so I'm excited to see you be a part of this and join our network. You know, what we're doing at studio soapbox between my show, the, uh, let's go racing show with a NASCAR driver, David Starr. Now your show and, some other projects that we're all building here, you know, we're, we're growing a network here and uh, Bo's a big part of that and are going to be a, a big uh, voice for our network for a long time. And uh, certainly uh, excited to see what you bring to the table. And, and uh, you know, the, you're, you're one of the most unique people I know too. And <laughs> no one's going to do a show like Bo. There will not be a show replicated like this. And I look at podcasting, Bo, I'm sure you feel the same way. In order to be successful in podcasting, you got to be unique. You got to stand out. And uh, there's going to be no one like Bo. This is going to be a show of its own kind. You certainly want to check this out and see what's coming up down the pipe. Yeah, you know, we were trying to do some two phases. Um, and this is going to be really unusual. So if you get out here every Monday, we're going to release on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you find your podcast, you're going to find us. Uh, from there... What you're going to do is Monday is going to be like a it's going to be safe for work is probably the best way I can put it. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be, like I said, inspirational. 
we're going to talk about coaching and coaches and, and not just on an on the field way, but how we all kind of coach one another. That's really what the genesis of the idea is for Monday. Then we're going to have the 0.5 podcast. So you know, episode one will come out Monday. Episode 1.5 will be Friday. And episode 1.5 is the not safe for work version. Do not play this on your speakers. The Friday podcast, today you're fine. The Friday podcast, you we're going to let a little language slide once in a while. But it's going to be me and friends. I'm just going to have a, you know, Tyler will be on from time to time. Uh, our guest later on, Raymond, Raymond Brown will be on from time to time. Just talking sports or pop culture or whatever's going on in the world. We're going to try to stay away from the politics. But uh, we're going to try to have some fun with that. And that's going to be more of just kind of getting into my brain a little bit. Uh, I'm an avid podcast listener. And I've been thinking for a long time I wanted to try this. And with Tyler and his network and Studio Soapbox, they're being so gracious to help me. And uh, hopefully get over the nerves of doing this. So, Tyler, I can't thank you enough to help me and produce me and, and to get this going. So, to give me a, a, a place to do this. So, thank you so much, bud. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, no question about it. I'm excited about some of the people you're going to talk to and these uh, stories that uh, you're going to share and such. And, you know, just think about what have we all been through this past year plus with battling COVID-19 and whether you actually got diagnosed with it or not. We've all been affected one way or not. And what, what I would say is that you and I would not actually be here doing this if we didn't go through this pandemic. You know, this is the... <laughs> The type of stuff that you know we're all trying to find that niche or something to do that to pass the time and and uh, you and I it was you know through podcasting and radio that uh, we got connected and linked up you know as we were you know, had that downtime among us so as you're always going through if if you're looking for that inspiration if I could give the first inspirational note of this show in the history of this show I would say that Bo you know we, we went through some struggles and you know it hasn't been easy but. We wouldn't be here if we hadn't gone through those times. Yeah. And so what has been a terrible situation, there was something good that came out of that uh, with you and I working together and getting this podcast on the road. Uh, I, I, that, that's the way I look at it, that even in the worst of times, there's good that can come out of bad situations. And this is an example of it right here. Yeah. If you ever look for the silver lining, this is the situation. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's funny, a little background people don't know, know our relationship. You know, one, we've mentioned it for a few years. I said, you were in radio when I was coaching and, you know, helped me out quite a bit when it came to getting some press and some, some love for my teams. And then after that, we developed a friendship. And then about a year ago, we talked about, we got the opportunity to, to call some games together. And uh, it was such an honor to be asked to do that. And then we just chopped it up and it just started, it went on its own. It's been kind of a, our friendship that was is blossomed into a closer friendship. And, uh, and now it's, it's a little weird. We're here. You're right earlier. I'm like the kid now and you're the parent <laughs> kind of the other way around for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've gotten to become buddies and friends. And when I first hit you with the idea, I think you were thinking about it a little bit as well. And it was like, how do we do this? And I knew you know more about it than I did. And then you've kind of let me spread my wings in kind of a unique way here as well. So, um, you know, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head of you have to be a little different. And I think we're going to be different. We're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And, you know, it, it's okay. Uh, I want you to come in here on Mondays when you hear this and be inspired, maybe get something out of it. 
And then on Friday, I just kind of share a little bit of myself and what's going on day to day and have some fun with it. Fridays are going to be the fun day. I just I would not put it on. We've said this over and over again on Fridays. Do not play this on your speakers at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's We're going to have to keep putting warnings. This is going to happen. I'm going to call somebody a name. I'm going to do something. You know, there's just parts of that. Because everybody has a different personality. Sure. You know, Monday is the little more buttoned up. You know, Coach Bo, who is the financial advisor. Coach Bo, who is the businessman, who is the, you know, former coach. And those kind of things. You're going to get kind of the raw side of Bo on Friday. And that'll be fun. I've seen both sides of you. And they're both entertaining for different reasons. So <laughs> people are in for a, tweet, for, a, for a treat with this. I'm excited. And, uh, Bo, I think the best way to, to end this is uh, I'm looking forward to you putting the jelly on the bread and spreading it. Put it on the bread. Spread it. <laughs> Great inside joke there for first, first one. Hey, uh, we're going to be excited. We're going to get started. We're going to come back here in a minute and uh, have my first interview with my, one of my good friends, Raymond Brown. I promise you, you're going to get something uh, inspirational out of this. and You're going to get some great stories. And we chop it up here. And, uh, and Tyler, thanks again. And uh, we will be talking again here very, very soon. So, oh, and if you don't get to listen, if you're not listening to the Jones, the Jones Report, Tyler, tell me how you can get the Jones Report. Jones Report available each and every Thursday, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And uh, always uh, appreciate those uh, five-star reviews as well. Certainly uh, check us out there and uh, catch Bo's segment, Coach Bo's Football Fix, presented by O'Connor Advisory Group as well. We're talking to some of the biggest names in sports entertainment each and every week. And uh, not just sports either. I mean, uh, you know, myself and Thomas Bridges, my co-host, we certainly have a good time just trying to entertain and inform each and every week. Yeah. And I have a blast on there, you, Tom, and then – and in the case I get to sit in Tom's chair and be the co-pilot for a little bit, that's always fun too. So, uh, yeah, so a uh, tip of the cap to you, Tyler. Thank you for everything. And, uh, hey, let's get this ball rolling and uh, let's get episode 1.0 of the Coach Bo Show podcast. All right, thanks for uh, being with us here. Hey, this is Coach Bo, and I am just proud and it's so happy to have my first guest. It's Raymond Brown. Ray B is an old school friend of mine. I've known Ray for God. How long we go to there? Over a decade, man. Yeah. At least. Um, and I mean, I couldn't think of a better person to talk about inspiring people and just being someone that I admire. I could it's someone that make my life a little easier today and just having a conversation. I can't think of anything better. So thank you, Ray B, for coming on today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, if you don't know Ray B, hey, uh, first off, I know you've been living in a hole if you live in Lawrence and you don't know who Ray B is, but uh uh, you know, if you know me and you don't live in Lawrence, you may not know Raymond Brown, but Ray B, as we call him, uh, man, uh, football player at KU, 018, I went to the Orange Bowl, uh, won that, and then uh, CFL, and and now, but what I know Ray B best for is nothing to do with football career. It's it's post-career. It's been GGI, and GGI bang, and what you do with all that, and how you inspire others, and uh, we'll just get started from the beginning. Where did little Ray B come from? Oh, born and raised north side of St. Louis, Missouri. That's where I'm from, raised. I love it. From the JVL district, that's that's me. Yeah. That's me. Love it. Love and my it, city. And someone as I've known you as long as I've known you, I know how proud you are being from St. Louis. So, you know, it's kind of like a badge of honor for you. Yes. So, I love how people like, you know, and I'm not from here originally, and I'm from Louisiana, and 
I still wear that. You know, it's I think it's part of who you are a little bit, whether you are proud of where you come from or not. It still is embedded in you. And it, I like it when I find people like you who are proud of where they're from and, and say, hey, yeah, here's where I'm from and here's what it did for me. So I still had a 314 area code on my phone. Still got it to this day. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm going to keep that. The moment that happens, is over. Yeah. So tell me about this. So um, young black man from St. Louis. How do you end up in Lawrence, Kansas? How do you end up in Kansas KU of all places? You were a phenomenal basketball player in high school, phenomenal football player in high school. Talk about that a little bit. How did you get to Lawrence? How did you get to KU? And then how did that change things for you? Uh, the fast story is football. I got to KU on a football scholarship. The long story is I didn't know what KU was before I even signed the paperwork. Uh, I was getting recruited. Um, I wanted to go south bad, obviously being in Kansas that's not south. And I wanted to go to the University of Memphis. That didn't work out. Then I wanted to go to, to another south school. That didn't work out. And then it got to a point where my mom made the decision for me because it was no South School's ass. I was like, you can make the decision. And she literally looked up Lawrence, Kansas crime rate and she picked Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> so, that's, so that's how I got to Lawrence. Nothing was happening here. It was just small time. I call Lawrence Pleasantville. Like nothing. It's the Truman Show. Like you can only get in trouble. <laughs> you can only get in trouble if you want to. Like it's literally, it's nothing. It, unless you're doing something wrong in Lawrence, the only way you get in trouble. You know, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, as someone who's, you know, I'm from Louisiana and, and, you know, from down south where I'm from, that part of the state, crime-ridden, you deal with all that. And then I moved here to Kansas when I was, like, 16, lived in Topeka for a few years, and then moved over here to Lawrence, you know, after college and after I got married, you know, wife and I moved here because it was kind of between Kansas City and Topeka where we had family in both places and, you know, commitments on both sides. And we just liked it from the get-go. Kind of what you're saying, it's... I like to say Lawrence is this it's this big enough a city where you've got everything you need day to day. But then if you want to go do some big city kind of thing, you're 30, just, minutes, 30 away. minutes away. 30 minutes away. Yeah, you're 45 yeah. minutes from KCI. You're 30 minutes from downtown. You're 30 minutes from Johnson County. All the other stuff you want to do, you can get there pretty quick. Yeah. And it is safe. It is a good place to raise a family. We've raised our kids here. And, and it's, kid it spoils you, too. It's it does. Because like, like you said, in Louisiana and St. Louis, you forget about how... You know, your friends say, hey, we over at so-and-so's house, and you get in the car, and you will drive 30 minutes to his house. But then being in Lawrence, you get mad about having to drive to Kansas City, and it's 30 minutes away. Like, it spoils you. Like, I, like I, when I seen that, like, that's when I knew I was, when I moved to Oakland Park, and I was going to have to commute. And then I was like, that's nothing. Like, I like I went home to St. Louis, and I found myself driving to everybody's house. I'm talking about, it's 45 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Yeah. Like, you get spoiled in here. Like, oh, yeah, that. I agree. It was so funny to me. When I first moved to Lawrence, I commuted back and forth to the Oval Park area. I did it for, got 10 years probably. And there were days where it's was like, oh, this damn commute. And then there were days where it's like, oh, is it too bad? Yeah. And now it is uh, about eight minutes from my house to my office. And there's days where I'm like, maybe I'll just work from home today. I don't have any in-person appointments. Like, no. I'm getting lazy. I'm getting lazy. You get, lazy. Spoiled. You get, you get spoiled. spoiled. You get spoiled. You do. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you, I mean, you came to KU. You played football here. Yep. And uh, part of the Mangino crew. You guys you yep. know, did your thing. And you had 08. Y'all had the best team, I think, KU history, probably. I won't. Let me interrupt you. Go ahead. Let's I don't want to interrupt you. 
So the biggest thing a lot of KU football players that played in my era hate is that you guys only say the 08 team. So okay, it's fair. It's two, fair. The 2004 class, my class, I don't know if it still stands, but as of a couple of years ago, we're the most winningest class in KU history. That's because in 2005, we won the Fort Worth Bowl. Uh-huh. Then in 2008, we won the Orange Bowl. And also in 2008, we won the Insight Bowl. We won three bowls in four years. That's right. And we were bowl eligible all four years. But in 2006, we didn't get picked for a bowl game because they said that we didn't have – our fans didn't really travel that much. But That's we were right. bowl eligible. So yeah. when people say Orange Bowl, we, we kind of get a little – we jump it, a little bit because we were good for – it's it, funny you say that yeah. because I heard that same argument uh, from one of your teammates, Akeem Tlaib, on his podcast recently. It yes. was, he said the it's, same thing. He's I like, said Yo, to everybody. It didn't just have one team. It You're did, right. It You're did, right. And it wasn't just one but year. You guys were the crew that really, for that four-year period, I mean, changed the culture. Yeah. Like, if, it, if we'd have been in high school, per se, because majority of people in, in, my, in the 2004 class, we redshirted. So, yeah. the Orange Bowl year would have been our senior year. That was our fourth year being at KU. So basically, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You could say, like, we they groomed us. We had a bunch of gyms in our class, too. We Like you said, we had a key. We had AC. Yeah. We had Gary Green. We had mm-hmm. Dexton Fields. We had Marcus Herford, Marcus Henry. Uh, I can go on and on oh, about yeah. our class in general. And all good dudes, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I love that like, almost all of them now Always coming back to Lawrence, doing lots of stuff here. I mean, people get involved in stuff. They just they just did a golf thing last yeah. last week. Last week, yeah, I mean, so, it, yeah. it's that's cool to see, and we need to see more of that. That's what's going to help KU football. We're not here to talk about all that. Yeah, right? what's going to help, help them? Is, up there yeah, what's going to help them is the one thing that our team had that I can say we had each other back like no other. Like we, it was us against the world. Imagine walking on a campus where it's a basketball school, and they look at you like you like the the dirty stepchild, and yeah. like literally, we had each other back. It, it, it don't get no closer than what we was. That's why we could still come together and have a good time yeah. at the reunion. We, it, yeah, it was like we were still in the locker room, that's and that's cool. awesome. And that's what you yeah. want. I mean, that's what you want. And, and we, we talk, we're all talking a little bit about you know it's inspiration and whatnot and how it kind of drives us. But that's part of it is that that camaraderie of being part of a team and being part of a building culture. And uh, I think that's important. And I think that you've seen that. Uh, tell me a little bit about who influenced you. And whether that's from that time or before. Uh, we've talked, we talked a little bit off before we got started about um, you know, being a young black man from a, you know, a rougher part of St. Louis. You, know, you end up at KU in Lawrence, Kansas. You stayed here. Now you're moving over to the park and doing some big things with GGI. We're going to talk yeah. about a little bit. But, you know, talk about what kind of inspires you. And who were the people that kind of gave you that inspiration when you were younger? Maybe hold on to you now. Um, my inspiration, to be honest, is actually my mother. I'm a mama's boy, but um, it I had I had role models, but I didn't have any, have anybody really inspire me like my mom did. Like I tell people all the time, uh, I have a duck on the pond mentality, and I got it from my mother. Like. I don't know what all was going on in my mom's head or whatever, but on the surface, she was calm, cool, collective. Like, now I'm getting older, I know her feet was moving a million many times of her second under the water. So that was my inspiration. She raised she raised me. She raised my three sisters. Uh, and she raised a lot of other people in my family. Like, she's the big mom of the family. She had a lot on her shoulders. And we grew up north side of St. Louis, started off in JVL, 
and from gangs to murders and everything else that was around us, she put three kids through college. Yeah. And she she just set she set the president and so that's my inspiration. Like my biggest fear, like my biggest fear is like my mom saying that I feel like making if, if mom if I didn't if I didn't make my mom proud that was my biggest fear and my sisters and my, then my dad like but now I got the same fear for my kids I got to make sure my kids don't ever look at me as a failure but that's my biggest fear so my inspiration was my mom my role models was my two uh, my two football coaches Coach Baker and Coach Villers they Coach Villers seen it in me and came to me and said man you can go to school for free and you talking to a kid who. I didn't care about school in high school. So to go to school for free, it was like, what? And he made a point to make sure when he dropped me off at of school, he was like, man, just go straight to your house because he see all my friends was hanging out. Yeah. And I still went to hang out with my friends because that's my neighborhood. But he see, saw what type of neighborhood I was in, knew what type of kid I was. And he was like, they was on it. Coach Baker, he's the one who took me up to Indiana and took me to Northern Illinois and took to them camps to, to get me out there, pick me up on his own dollar. So yeah. those are my role models. Well. My inspiration is my mind. Like, okay. Hands down. And that's so big. I mean, having that parent at home, mm-hmm. you know, that's something as a father, you know, I want to be an inspiration to my son. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a hard line. You know, you're going to find that out too. Is it, yeah. You know, you, you said it real well. You don't ever want to see, you, you don't want your children to see you fail. And then you don't want to see your children fail, but you also don't want to, when you're strong minded like you and I know you and I are doing it a long time now. I'm not going to walk it for you. We can't walk exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly not going to walk right. it for you. You got you to gotta fell on your ass a little bit. And, and that, that's and what my dad did. Like, I don't, don't want to remiss. My dad, my dad was on me, like, on me. But when I say inspiration, my mom, she did it for me. My dad, like, my dad, would, like, as far as sports and just like I could not have had a better father. Like he, me and my dad are best friends. Like yeah. we talk about everything. You know, he came to stay with me for yes. three months, and we just, just he, he retired, so he just came and just kicked in. We could like we literally. My I always had my dad's always been there. But like when I say inspiration, my yeah. mom like being the big mom of the family and doing all the things she's done. Yeah. Like, yeah, like hands down. You talked about a couple of coaches that helped you out here mm-hmm. in high school, and then uh, talk about other people you've come across who have. You know, share what you sit on their their learning tree, if you will. You know, who've been people that you've learned something from, and what are those those lessons you may have learned from other people? Um, I would say people I've learned from is I call my group of friends the core. We okay. call ourselves the core. It's four of us. It's five of us. I'm four, five including me, so that's why I said four. But call ourselves the core is Terry Evans, Michael Jones, Alvin Davy, my dog Antoine Vincent. We call him Tweety. But, and then it's me. We are the type of friends that if you messing up, hey, you you you, you fucking up. And it's no it's no hard feelings. Yeah. We, we like we have a group text, we text, hey, what are we doing? Right now we're all reading the book. Um because I think You're I got a book club. I got like 40, 39 days until I turn 35. So mm-hmm. I, at, at 45 we we got a book. So uh we um we're all reading the book and we we bounce things off each other. We bounce big, all of us are entrepreneurs. Like, we all bounce things off each other. We tell them we're doing good. We tell them what we need to do. We tell them we have financial talks. We we have father talks. Like, my, yeah. like Mike Mike has the oldest kid out of all of us. Patty, my goddaughter, she's a freshman. Oh, so we talk about that. And he's like, man, you're going to hit this. And we talk mm-hmm. about everything. So when I say I, I was blessed to have 
friends like I do because we don't we get into it, but it's like all right, we're done. Like if if we were in person, yeah, we'll fight and then we'll go get something to eat. Like yeah. it's, it's just that's a good friend. Yeah, and I yeah. Talk, yeah. It's like you know I'm a, I'm the oldest of two brothers and it's you know and I don't I don't like saying I'm the oldest but I it's for description purposes. Um, it, it's one of those I'll fight my brother but I ain't nobody else. Nobody fight. else and, and that's the yeah. people we actually see us they see us and they mm-hmm. tell people they tell tell us all the time like y'all friend y'all group is crazy because all of y'all are we're all leaders yeah. in our own right. And we've never tried to have a hierarchy in our friendship. Yeah. Like, there's, you can't look at us and like, oh, so, okay, he run the group. No. Like, everybody, like, and we was the type of friends that we rooted on everything we did. Yeah. Like, so, me and Mike was, yeah, I'm a, I'm the star, I'm a star athlete. All of us are athletes. But I'm the star, I'm a star athlete. But guess what? Me and Mike, we, we were on the debate team. And we, like, we don't, we did the stuff that wasn't cool. We, we were yeah. on the debate team. We was on the chess club. Like Mike was in a in a knowledge bowl, and we you'd have thought we was cheering for him playing football. We was in the stands. <laughs> he answered like three questions in a row. We just yeah, like that's like you can do. But a Kevin Hart joke almost. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like we you can do the we 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 allowed ourselves to do the uncool thing. We allowed yeah. ourselves to like, and we talk about it now. Like I hate when I'm talking to somebody and they be like, "Man, I miss high school." I'm like, I don't. I did everything I was supposed to do. Like yeah. I went to every party. I ran for homecoming court court and prom king won it. Like we did everything that you're supposed to do yeah. as a kid. We were kids, but we it, we grew from into college. Like these, those are the guys who told me more so. Like, hey, dude, you need to buckle down and try to go to school for something because you you want our top players. I didn't I didn't want to go to college. Yeah, literally, my group of friends, my freshman year, all got kicked out because we was all trying to get kicked out of the high school we went to. Like, I, like, and literally, we had a pact. We was going, we all wanted to go to the public school. Our parents said this is private school, Carton Ritter. We didn't want to be there. So, we was like, man, we're going to fail out. If you get bad grades, you fail out. So, I'm like, all right, let's go. We all going to do it. We, cool. It was me, my cousin, Eric, my friend, Rodney, and my dude, my dude, uh, Ron J. Like, all right, we're going we gonna, to we gonna kick out. Forget it. They stuck to the plan. They, they got all Fs. I got all D's and an A. I can't get a I can't get a, not an A in gym, and <laughs> I can't bring an F home. My mama gonna kill me. So like, you did just enough. <laughs> I did enough. You did enough to keep the belt off your ass. <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, it was like one of the ones like, yeah, I really did it, and they kicked my whole group out. Like I had my own look. This was my own little crew. Now my cousin Alan and Terry and Mike, they had their own crew, but they was like the athletes. Like I I made varsity football. Then got kicked off because of grades. All of them still playing. So then, like, when that, my whole crew get kicked out, it's kind of like, what you going to do now? Yeah. And that's when they was like, dude, you tripping. Like, you, you, it was a you tripping moment. I wasn't mad at them for telling me that. And I'm glad that I had the hindsight to listen. Yeah. But, no, like, that's so all. You're talking about other people that keep me going. Like, that's my daily or weekly or yeah. That's those guys. Those guys. I got. I was blessed to have a group of friends that smacked me in the back of the head if I'm messing up, if I'm falling off the track, or and they got they're, they're men enough to tell you, bro, I love you because you're doing what you got to do. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. How often do you talk to you guys? Talk. You said you got a little group text. Oh, we text every day. Every day. Every day. So I 
I'm blessed. I have some friends that we were a very core group for a number of years. And then you, know, you get older, it gets a little harder. You, know, you get older, you start having families, those sort of things. You spread out a little bit. You know, we've all spread out away from high school. Um, but when I pick up the phone and I call them or they call me or you send a text, I got a Facebook message a couple of days ago. So I ain't talking a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, man, I was, it put the biggest smile on my face just seeing a text from my homie Neil. I was like, oh, my God. And it was just something as simple as, hey, I saw this and thought of you. And and no matter what, you know, that person still, they still, it, it sounds kind of sappy, they're still in your heart. They're mm. part of you. And that's part of it. We don't realize sometimes how we inspire each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy for every one of my friends who have made it or or at where they're at if they're happy. Yeah. Yep. You know? And that's, and, that's literally and, how we talk. And I talk. wish that I could be closer. You know, that's one thing I'm hoping to do with this podcast a little bit is mm-hmm. get closer to some of those people again. Yeah. And to say, hey, man, I didn't forget about these things. Matter of fact, y'all need to understand y'all have inspired me. Because I saw some of y'all doing things, and I was like, okay, that's a good example. It was also maybe a bad example. Okay, but I got this path. And we met, God, it's been at least 10 or 12 years ago now. I know we met through Nellie in the barbershop and all that. If P, P was in, we met, P was in... Fourth, fourth grade? grade? Yeah, he's a he's a sophomore in college now. Yeah, he was in fourth grade because I was coaching. Yeah, I was coaching the, the you and Bradley was coaching the fourth grade. Yeah, and I was coaching the the first second yes. second second the younger kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and we oh, met wow. and we hit it off immediately. Yeah, I mean within I mean within a few days. Yeah. At first I was like, who is this Ray B they're all talking about? And then when I first met, I was like, oh, I like this dude because you because you're you're real. Trying to be like this. You're, you're, you're honest. You're real. It's someone that it, you're authentic. The, all the successful people I know are authentic. Doesn't mean you're likable. You are. <laughs> but just, <laughs> I, I, what I mean is that people who are successful does not equal to likable. Yeah. But you do have to be authentic. People who fake it. I've heard the thing for years. Fake it till you make it. That is bullshit. That's only to for for jewelry and clothes. Like that's that's yeah. not that's and, not and for your livelihood. Total like, bullshit. Yeah. I, yeah. I really believe that in yeah. my heart. And I look at it and go, well, no. What you do is you be authentic to who you are and whatever that message is. And that message evolves. Yeah, and it's yeah. gonna and, it, and everything is gonna fall into place no matter like no matter the stumps and the bumps. And yeah. Like it's, yeah. We met right after your playing career. You played a little football in the CFL. Yep. How, how many years were you, were you in Hamilton? I was in Hamilton for one year. I was in Calgary for two. And I was in uh, Toronto for half of the year. Okay, so call it four years of pro football. Yeah. You come back. We met up to that. And then you started DGI. Yeah. Talk about DGI. Then this is something. I officially started DGI. You had the birth of the idea. Yeah. So GGI, GGI, go get it. Um, It came about in high school. Literally, I used to write it on the walls in my in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, write it in my paper. Go get go it. Go get it. It got shrank down to GGI later, but it was go get it. And it was like, and it never really had anything to do with sports. It's crazy because like that's how people come to find it. Yeah. And um, but go get it was like, I had to get out of St. Louis. Like I didn't like my surroundings because I'm the first to tell you. 
I'm not a street guy. I'm a, I'm a neighborhood guy. I love my neighborhood. I know I love what my hood, where I'm from, everything like that. I'm not a street guy. That's what's going on around me. I don't want to fight the dude if I got to go to the store. I don't want to go to the gas station. I know somebody's going to want to fight or whatever. Like, I can fight. That's fine. We can fight. But, like, this is not what I want to do with my life. And I had examples. I had a big brother who was killed when I was nine years old because of streets. I had another a cousin who was killed because of the streets. I had another cousin who, like, they gang bang so much, but my mom being the big, this is why my mom's an inspiration as well. My mom's the big mama of the family. Yeah. My biological brother is from another 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 area, right? They gang, they had a different gang. My cousin, who my mom basically raised, was in a whole other gang. Yeah. They shot at each other in the street, but on Sunday they would eat dinner at my mama's house. Yeah. And they would, be huh? look, they would be looking at each other. You know what's going to happen when we get, you know what it is when we get back out on the street. But it was like, that was neutral such, ground. That was neutral ground. Nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah. And that's, that was confusing to me. So I never gang back. Yeah. I like being able to go over and kick it with my, with my brother. I like being over and go and kick it with my cousin. Yeah. I can wear whatever color I want. Like, like not in no tough sense, but like, I'm not yeah. choosing sides on that. You're not I being grew, disrespectful. Yeah, I grew up in the same certain neighborhood that people thought. Because these are my friends. So if they fight, I'm going to fight. But I ain't in no game. Like, I don't, I don't even want to be in the game. Y'all can have it. We can keep on fighting. But when they start going to, like, gunplay, all right, I'm out. Like, I don't yeah. I don't know what y'all doing. I'm not. I'm out. So go get it was, like, to get out of my circumstances. Like, literally get out, okay. like, get out of my circumstances. And and I didn't know what, how I was going to get out. I didn't know. Then sport, my coach Villas came. Like, you can go to school for free. What? For free? All right, well, let me try this out. I knew I was a good athlete. I just didn't. But talk, you talked to my cousin. And they was like, yeah, because you nonchalant. <laughs> you nonchalant about how good you are. You stuff. are. To and, this day, you are. <laughs> <laughs> they like, you nonchalant about how good you are and stuff. So when I actually put my mind to it, like, oh, snap. Well, let, let's do it. And then my leader skills kicked in as far as my junior year. When people really started coming and they want to see me. And then people like coaches will be at, at practice. And they'll see how I'm getting in my... Getting at my teammates, like, mm-hmm. but in a respectful way. I always, say, I'm gonna be respectful, but I'm gonna let you know exactly what I need out of it. Yeah. And I have teammates to this day, like people that was over me or under me. It was like, dude, you, you just don't know. Like, you you picked it up. And going into my senior year, I had a '92 Buick Regal Grand Sport, and I used to get up in the morning. I used to pick my friend Prince, Prince, uh, Prince Ledbetter up, pick him up. I used to pick up Dean, uh, my friend Dean. We'd go out and we'd go run, and then. My cousin, my cousin Mike, he'll pick us up in his Honda later on. Then we'll go do something else. But I had to focus on, I had to like leave my friends that my coach Villas was telling me stop hanging with them. I had to lead them and go start doing something else as far yeah. as like getting to my goal. I heard a thing recently in a, in a, in a <laughs> strangely different song on TikTok. But uh, if you do TikTok for the right things, you can get hey, some pretty good stuff. I got TikTok. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It was a so, pandemic. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, and I've heard this before, but I saw this advice again recently. If you show me your friends, I'm going to show you you. I'm going to show you how do you become successful. Mm-hmm. Well, inundate yourself people who are successful. It doesn't mean go, you know, buddy-buddy with somebody, but it means to help your circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you know, I, I have found that I'm more successful now than I have been because, well, I know people like you. I've seen you be successful. I've seen how you work hard. And when, you know, a couple things don't break your way, well, well, damn it, I'm going to figure out a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And I've seen that with some others. And 
that inspires me. I think we all inspire each other in a way, mm -hmm. you know. And so, I just think that that's important. It it, it sounds awful because you because you just said it the way you said it. I think you said that your coach told you you had to get away from certain people. But there's some people you like. Hey, I love. I and you go, wait a minute. I wanna. I need to get away from this, but I don't wanna not have that person as part of my life because I do love them and respect them. I, I have a cousin. He's my best friend. My son's named after him. My son has his middle name. Uh, we, from knee high to knee high to, like, my guy. He was one of the people who got kicked out of the high school. Okay. Like, we had our whole thing. So, but in high school, I used to try to keep, I used to try to keep coming around. Like, we used to keep on trying to hang up. But then he, he indulged in other stuff. And he, like, I've, I've never been someone to get peer pressure, ever. Yeah. So, like, I, so it was, like, it's easy for me to be like, all right, you're doing it, all right, cool. But then, like, fast forward later, you know what I'm saying, he's doing 30 years right now for something that he actually didn't do, but it's just stupid. So, but he's doing 30 years. Like, that Like that was my group. Yeah. Like, he's doing 30 years. Another one of my friends got killed. Like, he's like, it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Those was my group that I had to, like, stretch away from, but still got love for him. Still talk to him all the time. I still name my son after him, let him know, send him a picture, you know, so... Yeah, it's, you, I had to I had to go get it basically started from that. And then when he came to college, go get it was like, I need to go to the league. Like, yeah. like I forget this school thing. Like, I, I came here to get out of that situation. So yeah. my, my first Pell Grant check, I sent it to my mom and told her to move. Like, I didn't, everybody else was buying up. Uh, for real, we get some extra money? Yeah. Uh, I told my mom to move. She moved around, I told her to get off the north side. Her and my dad... My dad was able to get a house um, in Riverview in St. Louis, but it was off of where I grew up at. And it was like, and I, if you from the north side of St. Louis back in early 2000, you grew up there from all in, from like some 80s, 90s, all of that. If you from the north side of St. Louis and then you go out to the county, people used to look at that as like a badge. I'm like, you from the north side? Like, so I knew yeah. her being, not being in the, in the city no more. I felt a little bit better. Yeah. So now my thing is, okay, you can go get it. I got to. I gotta get to. I gotta ball. Whatever yeah. I gotta do, and then you know certain circumstances that I don't really want to talk about with sure, not you. But after 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 school, it was like, all right, go get it. Was something got to happen? So I'm still yeah. working out with my cousin Alvin. He's playing in Lindenwood. I just go up there and work out with them. One day he called me and said, hey, "Man, the CFL up here." Mm -hmm. He's like, "You got eighty five dollars?" I thought he was calling to borrow it. <laughs> and uh, he called me. He was like, "You got eighty five dollars?" I was like, "Yeah, what's up?" He's like, "Nah." I said, you need it? He's like, no, nah, you need it. Uh, Calvary Stampede's coming up here today for a trial. You need to come out here. I hadn't ran I hadn't ran full speed since the Insight Bowl. <laughs> like, Insight Bowl was in 2008. Like, I yeah. hadn't ran full speed since then. So, yeah. it's 2010. Yeah. Uh, went out there, I ran 4-2-1. Oh, wow. 4-2-1. 4-2-1. 4-2-1. Chris Johnson? Coach, Coach, <laughs> Coach Chris Jones literally looked at his clock and looked at me and was like, just tell me you can cover. Because I put on a little piece of paper, wide receiver slash DB. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I'm the D coordinator, and I'm, I'm selfish. I want you to be a corner. And I was like, well, I ain't covered nobody. And if I was a wide receiver my last two years in college, I ain't covered nobody in, yeah. in a while. He mm -hmm. went out there. I did my thing. Then he, uh, I got a call to come to the mini camp in Florida. Did my thing in mini camp in Florida. Uh, then I remember I was going to work, driving over the bridge, uh, to go to work and they called me and was like, hey, we need you in Canada tonight. Like, tonight. I'm like, I almost crashed my car. So then they had already started camp. Yeah. 
So then he's like, you got a, you got a uh, passport? I was like, no. <laughs> so literally, me and my dad hopped in the car. We had to drive to Chicago because you can get an expedited passport. Yep. You get it's one in the way. It's in Louisiana, New Orleans, I think. And then, and then it's in Chicago. So we drove to Chicago, slept in my cousin's house for the night, went the whole day, got my stuff. As soon as I got my passport, they had me on the plane that night. My daddy drove my car back down to St. Louis. <laughs> That's it. And then I get up and there. You went to Calgary. I go to Calgary. Uh, I get up there. They had already played a uh, one. Uh, they had already played one uh, preseason game. So one more preseason game, and then they making cuts. Okay. After, after, and so, oh wow! Yeah, it's it you goes, for a week. Oh, I have five days. Five days. It's five days. So I get there. The first day is getting past the physical. Get your stuff. Blah blah. And I'm still in. Luckily, shout out to John Cornish, uh, KU legend. By the way, he's on, um, but. Cornish was at was at Calgary already, okay. and he was like, and um, cause he he's from Canada, so he was stay he was stacked in, and he was like, made sure I was straight. I'm still in all. I got there on the night that the rookies had to do a rookie show, so they got rookies up there singing and dancing and all that, and like Cornish like just sit right here, so he ain't, I ain't have to do it. But first day is all of that. Next day I'm in pads. I'm out there. I'm trying to practice. I'm trying to figure this out, figure this thing out. Different game too. It's a different game. I'm trying. Like, I'm literally. I'm learning on the fly. Right. People who don't know, real quick, the difference to to get the two games, the Canada game. Uh the field is bigger. The, um, wider. The, uh, it's wider. It's like a soccer field. Yep. Uh The field goal post is at the front of the end zone. The uh-huh. end zone is 20 yards deep. Yeah. Um, the wide receivers get to waggle. They get to run to the line. So they get to run and start on yeah. their on their stuff. The defenders, we have to be a yard off the ball. So not only are they, the wide receiver running towards you, I'm st- I can't even jam you like I want to because I'm one yard off the ball too. So even if I'm you're stationary, I'm a yard away from you, trying to jam you like yeah. you. So it's it's harder. Like people, I, like salute to the NFL. Like that's the that's the top of the food chain. But there's a lot of people that's in the NFL that go to the CFL and can't make it because it's yeah. a faster league. It's yeah. Way faster, like things happen quick, especially yeah. in the boundary. But yeah, so I'm I'm trying to learn all this on the fly. I'm yeah. like, man, I got four days. <laughs> and the guys who I was up against, one guy he had just got let go by the Chiefs. He was with the Chiefs the year before. Mm-hmm. And this other guy, he was in the NFL. And this guy, he was a baller. Like I'm like, bro, I don't even have film. Like I didn't even have film. Yeah. Nothing. So I'm like, I'm just doing. What I do, and so yeah. one to one play I made in practice, I was wrong. It's two left shoes, but the guy went into motion. I was supposed to let the guy go. I go with him. He come back. I'm running back. He slip out and run a run a flat route. Mm-hmm. I break it up. The coaches is like, "How did he just break it up?" Because I like when we watch it on film, I'm moving yeah. like. I don't be like I like you like you said like I'm I don't think I'm fast but oh you fast but like <laughs> they 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 seen on their play like what the heck? like okay so then that was, that was like my first little contact like yeah. I hadn't had contact since 2008 yeah like you two know seasons two before. seasons before so that was my first little contact and I'm like good play and then in the, in the film room he like you know you messed up I'm like oh he's like but no but you made that play he's like people don't really make that play yeah. like that well like cool we four days later we in the game. I'm in awe because I see a jersey with my name on it. I'm going to run out of this tunnel, and this is a professional football game. 
Like I'm playing professional. I've signed a contract to say I'm playing professional football. Yeah. Literally. I'm like, okay. I'm at all to the point when the coach finally turned around, Brown, you in? I'm like, huh? We in? I'm in? And literally, that was the first time in six years. It was 2010. So first first time in six years that a coach allowed me to play. Like, just go play. Play the game. And the game went how it went. Next day, we sitting there. You see people getting tapped. Bring stuff to us. I'm there sitting there like, I don't know what's going on. Mind you, I came up here with a duffel bag. I ain't bring no yeah. clothes. And coach walked in. We, we got meetings. So we like going to meetings. And like people getting cut as we walking. Like they yeah. like, we sit down and coach was like, this y'all 2010 Stampede senior. I look. I look at corner. She's like, you made it. I made a team in four days. A four professional days. team after I literally didn't play for real, for real in in college. Yeah. Like, I played, like, I'm a yeah. player, but, like, not how I knew I was supposed to be playing. Yeah. And I just went and made a professional team. Yeah. That's go get it. Because, yeah. like, if I didn't have that in me, I don't feel like I could have just, I could have tucked it and went. Yeah. But my whole thing was, I was like, I'm going to show people that I know, I, I know I can play pro ball. Yeah. Like, my stuff ain't, my stuff ain't in, in college. Yeah. Like, I know it didn't. Yeah. And then, so then you got people who find out, like, we in the locker room. Like, right, B, what, what NFL team you play for? No, I ain't never been in the NFL locker room. For real? You serious? And I'm in there with Brandon Browner. Yeah. Who, like, I'm in there with Brandon Browner. I'm yeah. in there with John Corns. I'm in there with people who literally yeah. played in the NFL and were good, who's giving me legit props. Yeah. And, like, that's 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 GG out of me. That's yeah. like, it was a mentality of you not going to, can't nobody stop me for can't nobody stop me for nothing that I really want to do. And that's the reason why I'm so forward when I talk to kids about GGI and everything like that. Because you've heard me talk to P. Yeah. I, I get on P. Because uh-huh. I get on P because I tell people all the time. When I enrolled in the KU, <laughs> when I came to KU, I was 17 years old. Yeah. Like, people being 18, 19, this freshman, like, dude, you, your mind space got to be totally different. Maybe it was my upbringing. Maybe it was my environment that made me want to be quicker on or whatever and how am I inspiring people that's older than me or whatever the case may be but I was 17 I was making decisions like this in 17 so that's why like like you say when I speak to kids and I talk to these kids or whatever that's why I'm so forward that's why I'm so hard on them because like you can't tell me you're young and you're 17 16, 17 like I've never seen this is the thing I love about when I've seen you work with the younger kids whether it was my kid or other kids I love that you're you're very frank with kids and you say, hey, you messing up. Or, hey, you're doing this. And but you do it in a way where it's not degrading. Mm-hmm. They know that, you know, hey, maybe he's serious. At the same time, it's almost respectful. It's like, if you don't tell somebody they're messing up, it's because you don't hey, see the potential in them. Awesome. My coach told me back in the day, Coach Bills, he's like, when I stop talking to you, that's when you worry. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. I, one of my favorite memories, we brought you out when I was coaching Veritas, we brought you out to come work with some of our kids, and we had a great time doing it. And I remember you and I were talking afterwards, and I said, what do you think? And he's like, man, you don't have that many good kids here. And I said, no, we don't have any great players, but we got to be kids. Yeah. And that was what I figured, I think that day was one of those days where I figured out 
okay, we're not here to just coach football. Well, we're here is to grow these kids. Yeah. And, you know, I think you and I both had that mentality of what we're trying to do is just coach. Or as someone who's working with somebody, whether it's coaching them in a sport or, you know, coaching them in business or whatever that might be, or just raising children or helping your neighborhood kid, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You look and it's when you, when you have that coach mentality, you kind of see this is what this person can be. Your coach in high school saw this is where you can be because of that athletic ability, but it wasn't just your athletic ability. Yeah. It was your mind he, as well. Yeah, he, he, he saw that. He often told me that too. He's like, he's like, I don't encourage you to run. Like, he, he knew. He's, it he's opens certain doors like, for you. He's, he's like, a person like you need to get out of here. Yeah. Well, because it opens doors for you. But at the same time, I think the most important thing about coaching somebody or helping someone is when you can see someone has a certain um, ceiling. We all have certain ceilings in our life, whether it's athletically, physically, or mentally. Maybe it's a roadblock sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when you can help somebody realize as much of the potential they have, I have found that as a coach, as a coach of, you know, whether it's athletes or students, or even now as a financial advisor talking about finances with people, when I can see it and I can say, here's where they can be, and I can help them get there, Mm That's so great to realize you helped them get there. Whether you had a small hand or a big hand, it really doesn't matter. And Just to see them accomplish it is something. And that's why I, and we've had this conversation past, but yep. um, that's why I have a problem with a lot of coaches. Yeah. Because when, when your mindset is what's only on the table, I don't think you're a good coach. Yeah. If, like, yeah. So if, like you said, if we're talking football, and that's all you want to talk to this kid about, like these, like if we're talking high school, college, or whatever, if all you want to talk about this person is the bare the bare minimum, of what it is, I don't think you're a good coach. Like as far as like in my, in the situation of going to college, these parents are handing off their babies. Uh huh. Like so, if you if if you only talking football to this person, not life. Or if you see it's not working out, if you see that they can be doing something else, they could be somewhere else. A real, a real coach, a good coach. I'm not gonna use him as a, as a, um, as a bench warmer. Hey, son, go. Like you only live this life one time. That's why I get on my kids so hard. I'm like, if you, if like, if you can do it, I'm gonna tell you, you can do it. But if I feel like you can't do it, and I feel like you should be doing something else, I feel like as a coach, a mentor. Whatever people call me, like yeah, but yeah. Like, like I'd be like, bro, well, do something else. Well, we don't, we gotta work on this. Or if I feel like you're doing it, you just not applying yourself. I'm jumping in your ass. That's right. But I've watched coaches, and I've been getting older, and friends being coaches now, and they tell me stuff. It's some coaches who will let a kid rot for four years when you know you had no intention. No matter what that kid could have did, you had no intention yeah. on rewarding him for his hard work. Yeah. That's BS. Yeah. And these coaches out here like that. So it's yeah. I, I always have to give the example of, you know, my favorite when I was a coach of players. My favorite player I ever coached was not one of my best players. He was actually one of my least skilled players, put it in a nice way. Mm-hmm. But I saw it, there was an, an effort. And I made sure I found a way to reward that kid. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I think that's so important because what we're trying to do is trying to help others, yeah. help each other. Yeah. 
And that's what you've done with GGI Bang. And I love that. And I, you know, a coach isn't always a coach. You know, if you're just coaching someone for the victory on the field or for this sales goal, you know, this month, this quarter in business, that's not being a coach. It's, it's kind of that's like... Being, that's being a teacher. That's just being a, a, a substitute teacher. Yeah, like we need, like, coaches for... I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. But um, coaches shouldn't want to continuously be your coach. I yeah. told I told you this when I when I first trained you. I was like, yeah. I don't want to train you up for the year. I want to implement it. You grow. You can do this yeah. on your own. And that's the same thing. Like even when I be training kids and people are like, well, you don't train no more. He got the tools. He's got it. Like you like. Yeah. I and that's why I always tell people like I don't want to be a person. I don't want to be known as a personal trainer because person a lot of personal trainers they they would they would love to have that's this exactly right. this client for the remainder. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you still with me and still needing me to push you, I'm not giving off what, what made me what made me the person that made you come to me and be like, hey, you look this up. Make me the toe. If I'm not giving you that energy to where you got, like, you can go and start working out on your own, I'm failing. I don't want to coach you this whole time. Like, I don't yeah. want, I, I, I shouldn't have to keep on talking to you. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that, I that, do. I'm that'd, be that, that'd be my mindset. Like, when I'll be talking to kids or something like that, like, Oh man, I, I failed the class again. We, you were supposed to study. Did you study? So I'm I'm wasting my breath. Like that yeah. is it's that type of stuff. Like so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, you, it, I think you said it so well there. You don't have to train somebody for eternity. You train someone to give them the skills so that they can learn from there. And that's what a good teacher, what a good coach does. Being a coach is a teacher. And whether it's a, a teacher, a trainer, a coach, a personal trainer, whatever that might be, you 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 give someone those skills. You're trying to teach them a set of skills based on what you feel they can best do. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I thought it'd be the great fit for you and I to talk. And I've seen that for all the years we've known each other. I think that's great. And I I don't even know where to go from here. But what I'm thinking of, what I want to go. Where is GGI going? Where, where are we doing with GGI in the next? Oh, um, okay. So well, I'm moving around now. The full, the full GGI is GGI Bang. GGI means go get it. Bang means bringing about new growth. I also say I work on the III system. It's impact, inspire, and influence. I like to impact people to the point where they want to do more. I want to inspire them so they can go to somewhere else. And if I give them enough inspiration, they will influence the next person. That's literally what I'm about. It's me in a nutshell. Give me so, three eyes again. Impact, inspire, influence. Impact, inspire, and influence. So love it. Always, always been on that. Um, <clears throat> I've always been told I'm a good speaker. You are. So I got an opportunity a few years ago to start speaking to Abbott um, classes in Douglas County. Um, went well. Um, from there, I spoke at um, the College of New Rochelle in the Bronx, New York. Uh, I spoke at um, University of um, St. Louis. Um, I spoke at a um, peer group in St. Louis. Um, I spoke at a um, high school out Schlegel and in Washington. So the they say it's a motivational speaker. It's just like I, I guess that's the that's the label. Yeah. But I don't want to I don't want to be respo- I don't want to really be responsible for giving you motivation. I I rather give you inspiration than motivation. Like motivation can run out. I love that. So that's a, inspiration over motivation. Yes. 
Because what? I feel like motivation can work out. Like once you, cause, cause my thing is like once you're motivated, you're motivated to get a goal. Once you get that goal, you're done. Inspiration is like if someone inspires like like my mother. My mom's inspiration on me will never run out. I'm gonna always look to her and I'm gonna realize I can't let her down. Motivation is to get to that dang on goal. My mom don't motivate me. She inspires me. My mom, she could have motivated me to go to college. I went to college. Okay, we're done. We're here now. Like she could motivate me to get my driver's license. She took me driving. Okay, I got my driver's license. It's over now. Inspiration is something you can keep on looking back. Just keep on giving me that tingling. You give you that something in your stomach yeah. that like make you want to keep on going. So that's why I have inspirational motivation for me. That uh, makes sense. Like, it's, that's great. It's, it's, it's two different definitions. Yeah. And inspiration is what keeps you moving. Yeah. And motivation is what gets you to a get you to Yeah, it gets you there. It gets yeah. you to be. Yeah. I, I gave a great example for someone that you know, you're, 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 you're in a relationship. I'm married. A wife and a family is inspiration. Money is a motivation. Yes. Yep. 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 So, like, so that, so GGI, so right now, um, I'm I'm going to be speaking in more schools this year. Um, think COVID scrapped a lot of stuff for me because I'm in person. I don't do Zoom speakings, yeah. and I need to feel the energy in the room. So, and I think people need to be by you to feel your energy. Yeah, like so, like that's me. So yeah, now the thing is opening back up. Um, I'm the lady who uh, who hired me for a bunch of things as far as Abbott and Lawrence. She. Uh, she just got the Anna Subfield. She just got the um, superintendent job at KCK. Okay. So she she's bringing me on to do some things out there. Um, I have another friend, Keith Jones. He was a he was a he's a principal here in Lawrence for a while, but now he's a principal in uh, Platt, Missouri, Platt okay. High School. He wants to bring things out there. So that's GGI. I don't really train people anymore. Yeah. Like I never wanted to be a personal trainer. Yeah. Literally, literally. <clears throat> Personal training, working out is something I do. Yeah. I can show you how to work out. I can motivate you to work yeah. out, but that's where it ends. Like, yeah. I don't I don't have an inspiration to be a personal trainer. I, I want to work out, but sometimes I just stop working out for a month and just chill. And then, I, then I'll change my body and I'll go and work out again. <laughs> I got to give myself a motivator. But, like, that's about it. Like, I work yeah. out. I, be in the, I get in the best shape of my life, but I can tell you how to do it. I don't need you to pay me for it. Like, yeah. if you, like, if you're going to pay me for something, pay me to come talk to your kids. Pay me to come talk to your business. Pay me to come and talk to a group of kids that you think need guidance or something like that. That's what I, that's my focus. My okay. focus is community. My focus my focus is youth. Like, literally, I have on my logo the hand reaching down, grabbing the other, lifting as we climb. Like, literally, that's what I'm about. That's yeah. what GGI Bang is about. And those are the that's the world that's the way we're moving. Like mm-hmm. my speakings, my insp- inspiration, and things like that. All right. So someone hears this, they want to meet you, they want to talk to you. How do they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me by my email, gi.inc.bang right. at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram for ggibang, and that's ggi.bang. I'm not big on social media. I should start posting more, but I do respond. So okay. that's how they'll be able to touch me. All right. We're going to make sure we review that at the end, too. So uh, we're going to wrap this up here in a couple minutes here. We're gonna, we've, okay. been, we've been going a little while. Yeah. And man, I, man, you know, I've known you so long. We can go we, we, we can talk about it. We can talk for three yeah. four hours. <laughs> I don't want to keep everybody on the podcast. We're going to get out of here. Um, last thing. Okay. 
couple things. I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and we're going to get into the goofy ones here at the end. All right. Uh, who's your favorite? Your favorite coach that you've coached for, that you've played for, when it comes to just the football. Ron Villers. Ron Villers. Ron Villers, my high school coach. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. All right. So I just, I just want to ask that. One. All right. Now these are going to be the questions I'm going to ask every guest. Okay. And we'll start with three. We're going to have a little fun here. So okay. these are going to be fun. And I don't want you to have fun. I don't want you to think too hard about this. Right. Okay. If you could be the best in the world. At any one thing, what would it be? Cooking. Cooking. I like that. that. (laughs) All right. I think I know how you're going to answer this one, but I'm going to see. See if my prediction is right here. What celebrity would you want to have as a best friend? Ah. As a best friend? As your best friend. Someone that you talk to every day. What celebrity would you want it to be? Ah, that's a hard one. Celebrity or the best friend? I'm trying to think. Someone you know you have to interact with almost on a daily basis. I don't want to say it, but he's, he's sitting right there in the middle of my head. I don't have to say Kevin Hart. That's exactly what I thought you said. <laughs> he's sitting right there. Uh, and, and I was, yeah. So I was joking around with Jen and Peyton last few weeks. For those of those Jen's my wife, Peyton's my son. And I asked them the questions. And I think Peyton's and Kevin Hart. And I said, I'm willing to bet that's the person that gets said the most while I do these interviews. So last one. What would be your superpower? Time travel. Time travel. Time travel. Time travel. Yep. I like it. Time travel. Ray B, man, we could talk all day. I appreciate <laughs> it. But I don't want to take up too much time. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to keep everybody on this pod and literally really stop listening. So... <laughs> Hey, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it coming in, being my first guest. Made this a hell of a lot easier on me. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you. We're going to bring you back on in the future. And, uh, man, I appreciate everything you've done for me, my family, my friends. And, uh, man, if you are out there, if you're looking for an inspiring person, man, follow on the Instagram, ggi.bang. I guarantee you're going to enjoy Ray B. Get at him, ggi.inc.bang at Gmail. If you want to get into your group, I can't think of a better person to talk to you. Small group, big group, especially if you've got teens, if you've got 20-somethings, people who just are a little lost and need some focus. Uh, talking about inspiring, I love it. And if you guys are going to be in the Oakland Park area, I'm about to start back up. I'm going to be at the Blue Valley Rec Center just working out, having a good time. I'm not charging you. If you want to come and work out and not slow down my workout, come and have some fun. That's where I'm going to be. That's All right. Dave, I appreciate you, Ray B. Thank you so much. Raymond Brown, thank you so much for coming today. And we will chat again soon. Hey, Coach Bo back here now. Hey, uh, finishing things up, put a bow on this episode. Yeah, here at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. I'm sure you can figure it out. Uh, hey, big thanks to Raymond Brown. Before we get out of here, just want to do a little bit of a review. What we're going to do as we do these interviews is I'm going to have a takeaway. And these are what, you know, kind of my takeaways from today's interview was. And I really hope that uh, you guys got something out of this, too. A couple of big things is inspiration over motivation. I love that. I think that's incredible. We talk about how do you motivate somebody. What you really need to do is find that inspiration. And I think that's a big key. And then his three eyes: impact, inspire, and influence. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a teacher. 
anybody can impact, inspire, and influence. That's what we hope to tell here, is that we're all coaches in some way, shape, or form. Whether you're a teacher, a coach, a parent, whatever it is, impact, inspire, and influence. Absolutely love that. That's a great way of looking at things. Big shout out to Red My Man Ray B, Raymond Brown for coming in here. Uh, definitely catch up with him and uh, check him out on uh, at ggi.inc.bang at gmail.com, uh, ggi.bang on Instagram. Uh, give him a shout, take a look at him, tell him you heard him over at the Coach Bill podcast, and uh, and let him know. Uh, as far as the pod, hey, give us some feedback. There's a few ways you can get in touch with us here at the pod. You can email us, show at gmail.com. Knows is K-N-O-W-S, so Coach Bo Knows Show at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show on both of those. Our Facebook page will be up soon. We'll have that at the Coach Bo Knows Show there. And uh, we'd love to get any input, anything coming back from you, anything you've got for us. Uh, also, rate us, review us, give us five stars if we deserve. We sure hate we sure don't want any haters out here, but if you've got it, if we deserve it, give it to us. And uh, I want to thank a lot of people who helped me with this tonight. We've got uh, Tyler Jones and everything Tyler is doing behind the scenes to get me going here. Uh, thank you, Tyler. He's producing everything in the background. So everything you hear, he's taking care of all that for me. Uh, and just letting me be me. So big ups to Tyler. And then everyone over here has given us a hand. Thank you so much. And I uh, hope to hear from you guys next week. Don't forget the point five pod will be out on Friday. A little different flavor there. It'll be a little more fun. And we'll have a couple of guests just kind of messing around, having some good times with it. So uh, join us. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. Everywhere you get your pod, you'll see us. So thank you again. And have a wonderful, wonderful start to your week.